Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Team Licious Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering um, something that I think that a lot of us struggle with. I know I do. I know Ashley does at times as well. Um, so if you're if you're like me and you're uh, sometimes you get stuck uh, just going through Instagram or TikTok and seeing other people's victories and kind of kind of feeling down, down about yourself, this is going to be the episode for you. I know for sure this is going to help some people, especially this time of year. Right now we're recording. It is uh, the first week of December, and this is actually our first episode in December. And definitely people are reflecting back on the year, looking at what they accomplished, what they didn't. Maybe you're one of those people that write things down, looking back at the first days of the of your journal, and maybe thinking like, man, I didn't cross off this. I didn't cross off this. Um and it could be, you know, you guys heard of seasonal depression. Hakeem's not really savvy or really, he just doesn't really understand a lot about this mental health stuff. Thinks it's a little <laughs> bit, thinks that it's a little bit woo-woo. But if you're one of those people like me who kind of slips into this abyss at the end of the year, you know, you start off real hot on fire, but then towards the end, once you realize, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't do all those things you set out to do, it could really get to you. So if you are somebody like that, definitely you're going to want to stay tuned all the way until the end. For this episode, we're going to be covering, uh, we're going to try to keep this one a little shorter. We've been doing some longer episodes lately. Hakeem. I get a little sidetracked sometimes. He gets a little excited to talk. He acts like he hates it, but then he's the one keeping us here. Um, It's uh, the first, the first, we're going to kind of break this down into three sections. The first um, section, we're going to be just kind of explaining you know, what, what kind of trends we've been seeing with respects to this topic, like what we see going on. And, you know, I do business coaching and Hakeem is very active on social media as well. So we both have our experiences talking, connecting, and kind of like just chatting with different business owners of all spectrums, not just the lash industry, but literally like all around. Hakeem has tons of business owner friends from everything from like contractors to fucking restaurant yeah all kinds of stuff so we we surround ourselves with a lot of entrepreneurs so we have conversations about business all the time so we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about what we've seen what are some trends and and then uh we'll break down like some of what we go through personally and how um this kind of mindset of kind of comparing yourself can affect both of us and then at the very end we'll give you guys some tips and some of our, you know, best advice as far as like dealing with these kind of situations where you might be beating yourself up or wanting to quit because you feel like, you know, you're just not, you can't compete with, you know, everyone else out there. So um, make sure you stay till the end and also make sure that you leave a review. If you like this episode, we definitely need to beef up our reviews a little bit more. We've got hundreds and hundreds of listeners. So we would really appreciate it if you took some time to do that. Anyways, um, let's get into the episode. So Hakeem was actually the one who came up with this, um, this topic. I have been taking the lead on the podcast for pretty much the, the bulk time. of the yeah. two years that we've been doing this. And um, I, I definitely know that a lot of people connect with Hakeem and want to hear from him. So we are working on that, um, getting Hakeem more in the lead. So thank you, Hakeem, for this really good topic. I think, I mean, we've touched on this in like different episodes for sure, but right. this will be the first time we're really just kind of getting to the nitty gritty about this like 
I don't know what you would call it, like really what it is, just getting out of your head. Yeah, like me, like, yeah, for sure. Getting out of your head, not comparing yourself too much. Yeah, because I mean, I think it's just human nature, but at the end of the day, it's definitely one of the things that's going to hold you back. I remember someone told me once that nobody holds you back as much as you do. And that's just really all in your head, you know? So, I mean, especially lash artists, I feel like lash, I mean, barbers do it, I guess, but I feel like we talked about this before. When you were a barber, you didn't really. I don't think you struggled with it as much, partially because guys are, well, stereotypically less emotional, but also I think it's like, even if you were comparing yourself, it's not like you're really talking to your friends about it, right? Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, no, we didn't really talk about it. Like it's not like you're in the barbershop and being like, dude, so-and-so got a bunch of followers, like, you oh, know, yeah, for right? Sure. Yeah, that that's was, not really yeah. something that's really happening, I would assume, with guys because of the whole, well, at least in the our culture, like machismo, you know, it's like. You don't want to look like a bitch. Or maybe too. I mean, I'm a little, not old, but like in, in my 30s now. So maybe if I was younger, I feel like that's like a little bit, some of the younger crowd, they they tend to. Because they're keep, more active on yeah, social media. Yeah, they're yeah. more active on social media. Whereas me and all the guys that I worked for me. You were they, the youngest. I was the youngest one. And they were, so they definitely were. More, not, they were bare, they barely know how to use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then also, if you think about it, barbershops is such a, like a communal environment. Like it's everyone together. So. As opposed to like, so so when do you really have time to be staring at your phone or really thinking about anyone else when you guys are all busy busting each other? Yeah, talking shit and yeah, exactly having that. a good time, you yeah, know. For sure. Whereas like, if you so like, let's say you're not as busy at the barbershop, guess what? You're still kicking it. You're still having fun. Still Worst case shit. scenario, you're sitting in your chair watching TV, flipping the channels, and talking with your 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 coworkers, your clients, coworkers, yeah. you know. But as lash artists and hairstylists, who now we're kind of venturing into this space where everyone's moving into like solo it's like a little private, yeah. It's yeah, like real private. everyone's in their like two hundred square foot room or whatever that they're renting out, and it gets real, real lonely. You know, it's nice to have yeah, that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's cool to make up to to have the clientele and be by yourself. And I mean, in some ways, in some yeah. ways, yeah. But then, but I think that's where this is coming from because you look at people who've been in the industry for. You know, and, and that's like your interaction time, the phone time. Exactly. That's like that's like you interacting that's your with social. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if you if you've noticed that you're doing that and you find yourself, you know, kind of getting into this scroll hole where you just find yourself like comparing yourself, don't don't beat yourself up too much because you're it's it's only inev it's inevitable when you're alone all day to like like Hakeem said to like look for ways to be social, but then end up. You know, just negative feeling well, down. I mean, social media, if that's where you guys are getting this, you know, if you feel this way and you're, you're beating yourself up, social media is literally it's like the highlights of people's lives. They're not just you're not seeing like all the behind the scenes, like all the pain and struggle that they go through. Nobody share. Well, we kind of do, Sometimes, we kind of, yeah. but not too much. Yeah. Even you guys don't even know half of what we go through. So, I mean, like, there's so many instances where people have no clue, like the the stuff we've gone through. I mean, just this weekend alone, we're gonna be out of town while our oldest daughter, who just might, by the way, is like Amazing. killing it. Yeah. Sports, academics. I mean, you name it. Our daughter is extracurricular activities, doing like associated student body. She's a student council member. She's like a buddy to these little kids. Like, she's just the best sister. Like, she's just incredible, yeah. and she's really excited to do. They go to private school, Catholic school, and. Um, there, she got the opportunity to advance in her holy sacraments and do her reconciliation that if you're not familiar with the Catholic, um, religion, that means that she'll be now able to basically confess all her sins to the, you know, in the confessional and stuff. And it's like a, it's just a next level for her. And she's really excited about it, but we have a pre planned a conference that I'll be speaking at out in Minneapolis. We'll be gone from Friday to Sunday. So we're going to miss it. Yeah.
And um, that's really hard. Like, I'm still kind of emotional about it. It sucks. You know, we took her to buy her, her outfit today. She was really excited. And she seems like she's understanding and everything. You know, she's 10 and a half. Like, yeah, she's very mature. I feel like super yeah. mature for her age. Like, she's just grateful, very humble, full, filled with gratitude for sure. She's been with us riding through for everything, all the, all the ups and downs for sure. When we were on welfare, when we were breaking up and making up, like, she's been through there. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. But my point is just that. You know, I shared a little bit of that today on my stories, but people don't realize the, the the magnitude of how much it's impacting me emotionally. And that's just one isolated, you know, situation. There's games, there's award ceremonies that we were out of town for by the time we found out about it. There's, there's so much that we have to sacrifice that people have no idea, you know, like they just see the, they see the the glory, the, yeah, the highlights, the highlights yeah, that we have on Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is that we're making in. But people don't realize the cost, you know, that it comes with. And so I think like, that's something to keep in mind for sure is that, you know, you have your own things that, you know, you're accomplishing and sometimes they're small, right? We talked about this earlier um, in my coaching program. I have somebody who kind of expressed something to me, to me today that kind of triggered me. And I was telling Hakeem about it. I'm not going to say her name. You know, she, she may not want to be outed, but she made a comment about how she's been lashing for the same amount of time as, you know, said other person that she went to beauty school with. And in her opinion, her sets are better. Her attention to detail is better. But that girl is not only charging more and is also busier, but also is um, now doing trainings, you know, and developing a product line and doing all this stuff that, you know, in her mind considers her to be way far beyond her. But, and so her, her, her verbiage was, and I'm still just doing lashes. And I, I kind of got yeah, mad at her. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's nothing wrong with just being a lash artist personally. I don't even like saying just, just being yeah, a lash artist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you like, know, I think just the, the word just in front like, of it, it insinuates that it's not enough. Like I made you guys, I'm not, I'm not saying this, like this is on the record full transparency. If I could show you my numbers back then and compare them to now, I made way more money than I make today. And I worked half as hard. Now that's not to say, don't come for me, lash artist. Don't come for me. Lashing is hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's easy, but having a product line, having multiple staff that you have to worry about, payroll that you got to worry about, hours, schedules, sit calls, um, you know, the work don't stop. No reviews, you... clients upset, shipping issues. You know, you've got manufacturers, shipping delays. You've got packaging, labeling, barcoding. I mean, inventory. You've got you got so much overhead. Every night when I hear my my motion sensor, it could be a car at the shop, but you don't know and scared that someone's going to break in and steal our inventory. Like you literally have so much worries that, you know. That you, did, that you didn't have as an artist. That I did not have as an artist. My biggest concern as a lash artist was, what's the retention? You know? For sure, yeah. That, that, that is, that's one thing that, I, that that's I've, the only, I've learned to deal that's with. That's really yeah. the only thing. Yeah, you know? sure, yeah. I mean, if you're doing a good job and your clients are happy and you're, you're, you're giving them a good experience, you don't have to worry about your clients not coming back. Like, you, like maybe there'll be dips here and there, but for the most part... They're staying pretty consistent. Yeah, them. pretty consistent. And word of mouth is going to grow you. So I feel like the magnitude of the issues, worst case scenario, guys, they're going to DM you. And you, have to, and you have to do a fill. For for free. For, yeah. You know, you do like a 35, 40 minute fill to just touch them up. And guess what? Now they're like, awesome, back to one. That's all they care about. You know, they're not trying to, you know, ruin your life. They just want their lashes to look good. And so my point is just that it, what did you say last episode? Another 
another level. Another the devil, yeah. Another, yeah, another it's devil. the same. Yeah, sure, it's yeah. just, I know that was a different conversation, but it's the same thing over here. Like, I don't know. I feel like people are to the, say you're just a lash artist. Like, my thing is, if you're the main thing, I always like to say is just be happy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you can't you can't always just be chasing off someone else's dreams. Like. They might be happy chasing that dream. They might love staying up till midnight, fucking putting in living those, off a thousand dollars a week. You know, yeah, they enjoy the grind. Like they, there's, that's me. Yeah, that's, there's, that, that's what I'm saying. But there's <laughs> there's people that enjoy that. But there's also people like me when I was just like I said, a barber and then a lash artist. I just enjoyed working and then coming home and not unplugging and plugging. Yeah, yeah. kind of like not taking the the um, work home with me. You know, it was. Well, you still kind of don't. Oh yeah, I guess I'm, just just when Ashley makes me work at home, <laughs> you still don't really bring the stress home with you. <laughs> Ashley brings it off for us, guys. But that's true. It's like your happiness. It, it, it's it's an, an extra luxury that people aren't considering. They're like, oh, well, I want to make three grand a week, like so and so. Like, granted, I've been there, guys. I've been there. I used to make three thousand dollars a week, cash money, untaxed. Like that shit was all mine. Like, I've been there, and. It's but you not are a, also working a lot. I feel like people just think about the money, but they don't think mm -hmm. about the time being sacrificed, you know? Yep. And it's not as glamorous as you think. You know, I was leaving home before my kids were awake and getting home when they were put to sleep already. You know, it shit was not as tight as you as you might think. And so if I could go back, I would do it a little differently. I definitely raise my prices a lot sooner and get to where I am today and 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 work half but still make the same you know that that's some things that i would do a little bit different but the point is that there's luxuries what something that i really didn't have before when i was working full-time as a lash artist um that i have now is that i can move things around it's a lot easier because most of my appointments that i do now are on zoom so it's a lot less inconvenient for my you know the people in my program i try not to do that you know I, yeah, i'll do sure whatever it takes like to get there you know i've done zoom calls in my hotel room while we were on vacation i've um, big bear i've done them in in yeah. cabins i've yeah. recorded film i filmed courses in cabin in big bear um i the other day i had to literally stop at a hotel and use their wi-fi and sneak in through the back door because <laughs> i didn't have a key to the hotel but i got into the back door and used one of their little like pods to record a class to teach a class like i'll do whatever it takes if i can but at the end of the day, hypothetically speaking, if my kid's sick or something's going on, like I have that flexibility to move things around. Whereas when I was a lash artist, if I had to move around my whole day, that meant inconveniencing them. They re they requested time off from work. Like, you know, it's a different, it's different. But at the end of the day, you have to know what your reason is for doing this. And a lot of you didn't get into being a lash artist or hairstylist or nail tech or whatever it is that you do. You didn't get into that. Probably, I'm guessing, to not work at all which I feel like you think that that's what training is going to get you to do. Or you have this idea that, well, if I charge $1,500 for training, all I have to do is one training a week and I'm going to make the same amount of money. Yeah, no, it's not that simple. It's It, it sounds good. It sounds good. But also when it's a, I feel like when it's a big ticket item like that, it's also a lot more pressure. And a lot more marketing. Yeah, for sure. You got to work way harder to gain people's trust to sell a $2,000 class. And keep their, that's what I'm saying, can keep their trust. You and I mean? you have to remember that trainings are a one-day, one-time thing for the most part. I mean, we're I'm very blessed. And I've had people come back and take two, three, four classes with me. Uh, but again, that has a lot to do with the kind of work you're putting right yeah, for exactly, sure yeah. yeah but what you anyone else could do too you know it's not like i'm the only one that gets them to come back for more and more but they're not coming back and taking a class every month 
you know, they're coming and taking a class next year or in six months or in nine months or whatever. And so that's the thing. You not only do you have to work 10 times harder, but you have to do way more heavy lifting to get them in the door the first time, rather than once you have a full book of clash clients, they're going to keep coming back. So again, there's no one right answer, you know, but the main thing that we're trying to drive home here is just that it's not all that glitters, uh, you know, just because it looks, just because it looks, uh, they got it all together. Yeah. That's, that's not, I mean, it's not always the case, you know, but right. like I said, there's a lot of stuff that you're not seeing. There's a lot of work that's behind the scenes mm -hmm. and, and, and that goes for you too, as well. People might see you and they might think, dang, that you have the life that they want. I guarantee you they do. And you, and right now you're struggling. You're fucking going through. Let's it, say you know? you're only making two grand a month. Okay. Let's say, you know, if you're in California, that's not a lot of money. Uh, maybe it's another state it is. You might think, what do you mean only, <laughs> but in California, two grand a month is $500 a week, which will barely cover gas and food. Okay. So, um, that does not include your overhead, you know, whatever. And so if you're making two grand a, a month right now, that I know that doesn't sound like a lot when you just finish hearing me say I used to make three grand a week. You're like, holy shit, she made six times as much as I make. You know, I know what you're saying. You might think that, but at the same time, you know, what you have is time probably with your kids. You're able to do things with them. You're those other luxuries that you're able to get. That's a conversation I had with another person in my coaching program was that, you know, she was like, I only made three grand last month. She goes, but I only worked like 40 hours the whole month. This B only worked in her business about less, about 20 hours, no, 10 hours a week, like 12 hours a week. And she made three grand. Yeah. I know that three grand doesn't sound like a lot. For the amount of work being put in, that's a, that's a That's lot. like $65 an hour. That's insane. Like this is something Hakeem always says, since when did a hundred dollars an hour become not enough? Okay. Like as a lash artist, I think that's this thing, this weird thing where everyone's like, I need to make more. I need to make more. But it's like, doctor some some doctors don't make that much we know a girl who's a pharmacist that only makes 70 bucks an hour like not only but yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like she went to school to be a doctor like yeah, for sure you took what a a, a two-day course and then a four-month esthetician program to to make you know like at my average between trainings and services is about 150 dollars an hour like that's lucrative like some drug dealers don't even make that much money, you Same. know, regularly, consistently, yeah. you know? So that's what I'm trying to get at. It's just like kind of weigh out that Hakeem had a really good example that he brought up where he was saying how like uh, business is really similar to like being a boxer. Hakeem's really into boxing. So, and he has a lot of friends who are, you know, boxers, professional boxers. And I really like that. I really like that uh, example that you gave. Like about teaching and stuff or just in, just, just about how business being a business really, owner being successful is a lot by like, yeah, being like a fighter. The, everyone sees like the one day like the, like when the class is being done or whatever it is you're doing and they think it's or the, yeah, this beautiful salon. And it's yeah, it's the one and it's it's what you're making that one day, but you don't realize that they've been putting in work for months before that, years before that, just to get to where they're at right now. It didn't just come overnight. It wasn't like a one night thing. It was it's not just a one day class. Well, Ashley's been working on our, she stays updating our classes and she stays trying to make them better every single time. So I just, I don't see the one day thing. It's not a one day thing. Don't get me wrong. You get, you get like a, a paycheck or whatever. You get paid for that class or paid for, but that wasn't a one, it wasn't a one day thing. It was literally months in work, months of work to get that one day class mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I have right now, I think we have like I want, I think I have like 10 people in our coaching in, in the 90 day coaching program right now. 
uh, which is all virtual and a lot of it's pre-recorded, but some of them, not all of them, some of them are getting one-on-one -on -one coaching time every Monday. That's part of it. The way the coaching program works is it's partially like weekly lessons that are pre-recorded that you go through and you work on. And then partially like accountability coaching, one-to-one -one coaching, where we work through those individually to, to curate your own marketing special, you know, or your own course, whatever it is you're trying to work on. And, um, so, you know, between those 10 people that me, you know, I made about give or take about two, $20,000 in three months. Right. And that's all virtual. And again, only half of them are even doing one-to-one -one that I'm meeting with once a week. So basically, essentially in five hours, you know, a day, once a week, I made, I made $20,000, you know, in over the course of three months to some people that's lucrative. That's like, holy shit. That's, you know, six, that's over six grand a month, yeah, but it took all the knowledge you have now. two years. I've been working on this program yeah, <laughs> and 10 years in the industry. Like, you know, I started in 2013 as a makeup artist, like since 2013 to now I've learned so much and I've taken so, so many, many courses, courses. Yeah, for sure. So much investment. And that's so. pretty much what he's saying. Like, you know, all those times, if you've ever, if you like, guys know any it's boxers, like, I, it's like everyone always compares like a money Mayweather made yes. 50 million in one yes. night, but he didn't make it in one night. No, he trained for fucking five months, six months just for that one fight. And probably was on interviews and stuff that he really didn't get paid a lot for in the beginning and put himself out there and, you know, did all kinds of marketing stuff, you know, calling himself the best, you know, buster of all yeah. time. And there's so much that went into that. And I think like, that's the part that a lot of people are just really missing. And I know Hakim and I both have our own experiences with, you know, how we have compared ourselves. And I know for sure with me, I'll just really quickly just talk about like, one of my biggest things is the time for sure that's spent with the kids, you know, like time spent with the kids. There's seasons in our career where I've been able to stay home a lot. And then there's seasons where I'm away a lot. And um, there's times where I get to take off a whole week and just spend it with my kids. Just, just last month, you know, I spent like two weeks at home. And that was so awesome. And, you know, I was doing stuff with my kids. and I was posting little clips here and there. And people were messaging me like goals, you know, goals. And then here I am this weekend, going to miss this huge event. Like, it's not always... And I, that's why I try to show some people might be like, my mom's probably going to be mad at me for posting that, you know, I'm missing that. And some people might think like, why do you share personal stuff like that? It's not because I'm looking for pity. It's because I want you guys to know. It's real out here. Like, yes. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's just, not just arts and crafts and zoo days with the kids. Like I miss stuff and big stuff, not little stuff. You know, we missed last year. We missed our daughter's um, softball tournament, you know, softball and and closing ceremony like we miss real shit because i mean you know stuff comes up last second and, and and that's that's like a real thing for me like i got into this because i want to be with my kids so i have to constantly reground myself and remember that yes so and so just did this huge numbers for black friday and so and so's opening up her third location in the span of less than 12 months and so-and-so just bought a giant home on the beach and like of course i have all those things inside of me but I did not get into this to flex on Instagram of how much money I make. I did not get into this to buy a house on the beach. I did not get into this to open up a bunch of restaurants and businesses so that I could be away from my kids. I got into this so that I could be with my kids and provide a better life for them and give set a good example for them. A big part of doing opening my business was really just because I got pregnant as a teenager. We had our first daughter really young and... I just wanted to show her that even though I took five years out from working, that 
you could still do it. It's never too it's late. Never too late it's never too late. And although I don't want her to get pregnant at 19, yeah, yeah, if it does, that's not the end. And that's what I wanted for her. And that's really a big driving force for me. So, so I have to remind myself of that every so often, you know, I know that's a big one for me. And I guess for, you know, we'll, we'll get into how I deal with it later, but I want to just share, like, that's a big one for me. So if you relate to that and you compare yourself and you see me making breakfast for my kids or picking them up after school, just know it's not every day. It's not every day. And anyone who acts like they have it all together or any coach that's out there trying to tell you, take my coaching program and let me teach you how to be with your kids 24 seven and never work and still be a millionaire. Fuck those guys. That's, Don't listen to yeah. them. They're full of shit. Let me help you create the dream, the life, the business of your dream that's perfect and you never have to sacrifice. And no, no. There's always sacrificing. Bullshit. There's there's never a time. If Here's a day in my life. Yeah. All I do is hang out with my kids and make it all work perfectly. Bullshit. There's, Sorry. There's, there's just no way. There's yeah. no way. As an entrepreneur, there's never there's never a, like a time to like, I'm not saying to never chill, but there really there, isn't. There really isn't though. Yeah. Like P. Diddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. P. Diddy was just talking about too long ago. He goes, I might be making over here fucking billions of dollars now, but I still have problems. I still have things that are, Evolve keeping, and that adapt. are keeping me up at night. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and the bigger, the more money you make, the bigger they get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause you got more to lose. Yeah. A lot know? more to lose. Yeah. So, the text man's real hot. What about you, Hakeem? What would you say would be like your biggest um, thing, like mindset shift you had to overcome when it came to like comparing yourself? I guess um, just uh, seeing people doing like better than me, like as far as like making more money than me shortly. I feel like sometimes I would get in my head about that. And then um, luckily for me, I don't want to say luckily, but luckily you pushed me to do like my TikToks and stuff. And that kind of helped me. Um, that was for sure a struggle for you. I feel like you would compare your content. To and, everybody's content. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like some people, some people see me now and they think, oh, Hakeem's so funny. And it was so I wish easy. I was like you. Oh, uh, yeah. It was so easy for him to start making videos and doing, like, all this funny stuff. And it's like, well, that shit was hard. Like, I hated it. I hated seeing myself on video. I never recorded myself. Like, like I said, I'm not saying I'm old, but I'm a little bit older. Like, I wasn't, especially, like, where I grew up, I, like, in, like, in the hood and stuff. Like, we weren't. We weren't recording ourselves like trying. I honestly, I hate to say it like that, but it was almost like you're snitching on yourself. You're almost like over here showing off everything you got going on, and everyone like where I grew up, but we kind of like to keep it more or less private. I'm now we're I'm like now I'm trying to break out of my shot. A few of my friends that are like entrepreneurs, but that's cultural things that were holding us oh, back. Yeah, for sure, that's yeah. that, that type of stuff was holding us back as a as a whole, like as Latinos, like that's a big part of our culture that has held us back for so long. Like there's so much talent, there's so much skill, knowledge within our community of Latinos that can cook, uh, they're funny, they're comedians, they're yeah. artists, but yet because it's very much hush hush, just keep your head down and work hard. That's a big thing to tell us back, you know? Yeah. I, like I, I hated the camera even to, even to this day right now, like I've, I recently especially started as a Latino, like a man, yeah, like for sure. And then know, especially the, looking how, like a hyena it, when you're it, posting and being thirsty for likes or whatever. Like these are the type of verbiage, the phrases that people, yeah, people are saying like you're, I remember when I wanted you to post on social media when you had the barbershop and, you know, the guys were whining and complaining that it wasn't as busy for a certain season. And I remember telling you, well, you will, you haven't post since 20 fucking 14. And you would be like, that's thirsty. That's thirsty. I'm not doing that. And I would be like, how's it thirsty? It's your business, but it's a mindset yeah, shift. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It shift. was definitely, you have to, you have to realize sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And you have to be open to like understanding that you don't know everything. Like, yeah. I feel like that was my that was definitely something that I had a like a eye opening experience with uh, just 
realizing that I didn't know everything and my wife was was just uh, the thing is she was just always on social media for, for, so for me it was like oh you're just on there like that's just social a media consumer yeah, i was a consumer yeah, big so, time i wasn't like a a big i never talked to the camera no, or anything yeah, no, that, yeah, but, but like big time I'm a, I'm a consumer like i found a lot of my favorite brands and stuff through social media so being a consumer i, I so knew you understand the power of it exactly and like I, and i did it and, and he would try to tell me like why like why why do i have to do it like that and he i would tell him like i don't really know why my i was i was stuck with the old heads i was stuck yeah. with they did it like this they didn't have to do that but the thing is times change yes. what works today isn't what work if, let's what be works honest guys tiktok today. is way more powerful today than instagram is today and oh, you yeah. guys know you guys have seen people blow up overnight so with that, with the same thing back then, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's crazy. Like, word of mouth is still what it comes down to, but, but word of mouth travels differently with the internet. That's what it comes down to. Way faster. And I think like, I think that's a big thing. Like, I know it bothers me too. Like, I know it bothers you, but it bothers me when people tell me the same things like, oh, well, it comes natural to you. Actually, I'm not like you. And I just want to choke them out. I just want to fucking elbow them to the fucking chin because it's just not. I mean, it's not easy. It's it's and it's it's at first like I said, not no, for us. Maybe yeah, other no. people. It's definitely it. it the it's younger worked. crowd. The younger crowd, like, like yeah, I have a niece and she was like logging herself since she. Our was, daughter was making YouTube videos when she was like four years old. Like, like they're real comfortable in front of yeah. the camera, but they've had the cameras in front of their whole like their whole lives. Yeah. My first phone didn't even have a camera on, and the first yep. phone I had, it was just like a little snake thing. yeah, the little snake game exactly. <laughs> so like this whole had you had to camera, push the button four times to get the letter O. Yeah, like <laughs> that's yeah for sure. So so having the camera at your disposable at such a young age, it kind of like desensitizes it to you for sure hands down and you see so many other people doing it we were watching mtv and stuff where they had a big film crew and so to put a camera in front of your own face and talk to it it was almost like who the fuck do you think you are like you think you're fucking britney spears or something you know like i feel like that's that that was those are the voices inside of our head telling us like you know we can't really do this but then you do it and you, you know, a couple times because maybe you took a coaching program, you listen to this podcast or you see someone else doing it or I don't know, whatever it is that takes, you know, that helps you push through. And then you realize like, all right, I didn't die. You know, I didn't, you know, that's pretty much what happened to Hakeem. And then I know for Hakeem, like getting the attention or whatever definitely oh, yeah, boosted sure. his confidence. It helps. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like, oh you know what? Because then you realize, I, oh so it is I could do this. Yeah. I, it is it is cool. I could do this. You mean You're I'm like, not gonna like melt and you know cease to exist, that kind of thing. That's pretty much what you get. But I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, these are the things that you won't know. Like you said earlier, you don't know until you know. Until you you know. don't realize it's actually not as bad as you think it is until you've done it. It's kind of like how ceviche for me like it looks so unappetizing to me i did not want that when i when i first started dating hakeem i had never had ceviche and i feel like i was so like against it like oh no i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it because at that time i never really liked onions or anything but if again if you had ceviche you don't taste onions that way because the onion the lime mm -hmm. cooks yeah, it yeah. and so once you finally try you're like holy shit what have i been missing and again not to say that i enjoy i enjoy ceviche but i don't necessarily enjoy talking to the camera, getting on stage and all that stuff. Yeah. But you don't realize that it's not as bad, you know? I actually I actually enjoy making funny videos though. The so funny ones. Yeah, so now I actually do enjoy before it was hard for me to, to do any kind of videos, but the videos that are kind of hard for me now are the ones that I got to talk. It's just something about hearing yourself. You and like making yeah. this podcast, honestly, this me doing podcasts is so hard like outside your comfort like zone. me just thinking about how I'm going to sound on this later is just But scroll back 
2021 when Hakeem was in it. And he sounds way more comfortable now than he did before, you know? And so that brings me to my next topic is like, what do you think, how, how can somebody who's struggling with this and, you know, is hearing us and like, oh my God, that's me, that's me, that's me. How, what are some ways that you think Hakeem, because I mean, we've both overcame a lot, but I definitely think on a scale of like transformation, like your hands down way bigger, because like I said, you didn't even want to make a picture post, you know, five years ago, you didn't even want to make a photo. This was three years ago. You didn't even want to literally post just a picture of your work and do a caption saying, you know, book with me or whatever. You didn't even want to do that. So to go from that to where you are now, which is like talking to the camera, going live, you know, you're about to be on stage at Lash Boss Summit in April. Like to go from that to that within less than three years, honestly, less than two years, like I feel like even though I would love to give insight on how I overcame, you know, comparing myself to people and just kind of going for it with certain things. But like, I feel like your transformation is just like, I've always been at least active on social media. Maybe I wasn't talking to my stories and all that, but I've always been posting pretty actively. You know, I would love to know like what's your insight on what are some of the ways, you know, that or some advice that you could give about you know, overcoming that, those fears, whether it's opening up your first salon or starting your training or selling products that, that, you know, whatever, whatever it is that people are are afraid of because, you know, they're in their head about other, what other people are going to think. I guess what, um, the first thing I would always do is I'll, anyone I'm comparing myself to, I I started to think like, what work are they putting in? Then I started to think, well, fuck, am I even, am I putting in that kind of work? Like, like you're saying like, probably like as an artist or, or as, as in in anything, like, am I really put like, am I giving maximum effort? Like to be over here feeling sorry for myself? Like, uh, not, I hate to be like this, but you can't really feel sorry for yourself if you're really not giving maximum effort. Like if it's one thing, if you're stuck and you're fucking grinding like tooth and nail, like, yeah. From the morning to the nighttime and you're just stuck. And I and there's probably is people that are, are like that because they don't they also don't have guidance. They don't have like someone. It's easy to get lost when you don't like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes honestly for me, like you said that. Yeah. For <laughs> um for for me, I honestly I, I can't lie. It's been a, it's been like a, a great help to have like my wife like by, by, by my side, just like because like, at the end of the day, like she just does a, she does the research and she's like she gets the proof, like what is it, the proof in the pudding? You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's she's put in the work. So how am I gonna deny like that it works? Or that it works. Work it doesn't work when I've seen it work firsthand. So I'm just like, fuck. Okay, this shit does work. I just got. I have to break out of my shell. And it's it hasn't been easy, but my thing is, like I said, I I understand that I'm also. I see my wife put in the. I see yeah, I see my wife wake up before before Shooting I wake up. Shooting in yet. the gym. Yeah, and then staying up later than me, like. Waking up earlier. Yeah, she has. When I'm trying to chill and watch Netflix, she's over here fucking curing some new classes, doing just doing it all, honestly. And I'm just like, damn, okay, I gotta, I gotta get up and I gotta work a little harder today. I gotta. It just really pushes you. It's almost like a, like kind of like holding me accountable. I would say, you know, even almost like competition in a way too. Yeah, like sometimes I'll be bragging like I did this. It's only 11 a.m. and I did this. I did this. I did this. And you'll be like. Well, I'm gonna get some shit done. Yeah, I'm gonna get sure. some shit. yeah. You have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that like, for sure. I could see that. It's like at the gym. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, for sure. When you when you're when you're going to the gym, like I, I just started going back to the gym right now, and I see my friend. He's been hitting it for a while, and he seen me wanted to work out today. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm work out with you today. You like, push yourself. Yeah, huh? I push myself because exactly because I know that he's in a, he's gonna go like he's in a, he's in better shape than me, so he's gonna go harder. So it's like. I, like uh, me being around Ashley, she's in better shape mentally for business than I am because of the, all the work she consistently puts in. 
So it just, it kind of drives me to work harder. You know, I'm not. No. So basically surrounding yourself with like motivating peers or getting a mentor or, you know, kind of just making sure it sounds like what you're saying is kind of almost, if you want to grow, maybe putting yourself in a bigger pond around other bigger fish. I think it's like this weird, like this kind of natural inclination to almost want to be the big fish in the pond sometimes. And maybe what you're saying is that by being... Well, the thing is, yeah, for sure, especially, especially if you're in a small pond like that. That's where I got stuck when I was a barber, you know what yes, I mean? I was yeah. stuck for a while because I hate to be a dick, but I made more money than all my friends. Yeah. I made more money than all my that friends. That was a conversation and then, we had a lot. And I fucking worked part-time, like, I was... I mean, I did all right for myself. No, you guys don't even know. Like, like, like he did not just work part-time. He, like, half-ass worked part-time. I'm not trying to be a hater, babe, no. but I'm being honest. Like, oh, yeah, this dude sure. would wake up... You know how hard it was for me to, like wake up at the crack of dawn to get our daughter dressed, feed her breakfast, take her to school all before 7 a.m. so that I could be at work by eight, by 7.40 year ish. I, I'm an early person. I start at 8. I'm going to be there like at 7.30, 7.40. And like knowing damn well that this motherfucker's asleep. Till like 10.30. I'm on my lunch break at like 11. That my, my boss makes me take a lunch early. I text him like, hey, how are you? I, he don't answer. So I call him and he wakes He's all half waking up. Hey. How's your day? And I'm like, oh, hell no. And mind you, I have a test tonight, so I'm studying on my lunch break. So I race after work to go get Haiti from school. I pick her up, take her home, make her dinner, get her dressed, take her to my parents. All meanwhile, Hakeem's over there shooting the shit at the bar next door to the barbershop, kicking it. Like, when I tell you guys that this fool wasn't rolling into the barbershop till noon and then taking a lunch break from freaking 2 o'clock till 3.30 and then leaving around seven like i'm telling you guys right now so like i said sometimes when you're the when you think you're the big fish i can really fuck you up too like i said i it, it made me honestly it made me so lazy complacent. like complacent like just because you were still i mean no, even I, like no, that he I, was no, making, I, I, I made good money like, I'm he not, made double what i was making working full time killing myself at the dmv so so, I, so it was really easy for me to not want to work harder because i was there well for yeah well for i already make more Make so make some new friends. Make some <laughs> make some new friends that make you want to work harder. You know yeah, what I mean? Like for you don't. Sure. That's some good advice. Like you don't want to have. I What's that to, saying? You look around your friends and yeah, you you'll see what you're gonna be yeah, or whatever. For sure, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like I'm not like I said. I love my homies. Like they're still my. They're still my. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are doing. They actually ended up uh, passing what I was making back then. You know what I mean? Like they ended up work, working their asses off. You know. But the thing is, I never worked my ass off, and I was just being a fucking. Bozo, just thinking. Honestly, I just thought I had made it. Like I said, so for sure, definitely. We talked about that last week. Like, don't ever think that you made, made it. it. Yeah. And you know, surround yourself with motivating and you know, hardworking, you know, friends. And then also, you said you evaluate like how much work you're putting in and yeah. compare that to instead of comparing your success to theirs, compare your work to what what you could assume that they work. And I think a key part that you didn't touch on, which I would like to say, is that also within that i think that's a good really that's some really good advice to be honest because sometimes we forget to do that we're so focused on like how much nicer their car is and how much bigger their house is but we don't really think about all the sacrifices they're making hence like what i was talking about early missing out on our daughter's event and stuff like that but also recognize that you are very ignorant to their sacrifices you may know i may post again like that i missed out on this or that i'm not sleeping tonight or whatever i post little things here and there about the sacrifices i make but i'm gonna tell you right now front and center real talk that is nothing compared to the other sacrifices i go through you guys have no idea how much more i have to sacrifice and how much my kids have to sacrifice so just recognizing your ignorance meaning 
even if you think you know, you don't fucking you don't know. know. You don't fucking know. You don't. People ain't putting it out there like that. People ain't telling you how fucking hard they're how hard their week has been, their month has been. I guess not even rest in peace, but not even Vanessa Bryant knows how hard Kobe Bryant worked to get to where he was. Like, like one hundred percent, mad respect. But like Vanessa doesn't even know. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows what internal battles you've got going on. Nobody, just so you don't, just like no one knows your shit. To keep showing up and practicing and getting better, like day and after going day, hard after and day. hard and hard and missing out on things, and you know. Just like you don't know, nobody knows what you're going through. You ever have that where like people are like, damn, you know, she's acting like this or she's being a bitch or she's too busy for us. This is not right. And in your mind, you're thinking like, you guys, you have no idea. I just have this, this, this. Same thing for somebody else. You're no different from them. They're no different from you. In order to get what they got, they had to work a certain amount. It's no... Yes. Now we all agree. We can all agree here that some people have more privileges and more resources than others. So then that means, bitch, you know what that means? You got to work 10 times harder. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean, sure. oh, well, I'm because gonna, I don't have it, I'm going to not I'm work just, as I'm hard. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do so it. What, how the, in what world does that even sound like it makes sense? Poor me. She has white privilege or he has a rich dad. So that's why he's making it. He still has to put in some work. And yes, granted, do they have to put in less work than you? Yeah. Sure, sure. But so that means you should give put less work too? How the fuck? You should, you should just let them be your boss. Yeah, there you go. Just just work for them then. You know what I mean? If you want to put in less work, I feel like that's the part. And so I think those are really two really, really good ones that um that I can definitely back up. I can I can definitely back that up. Because at the end of the day, I know I know for me, like I mentioned this kind of earlier, not only does the impact of like making a difference for my kids, but also I know I remember, you know, the first time that somebody reached out to me and said, "Ashley, you inspire me. Like, I want to be like you." That was probably like a feeling. That was a, I'll be honest, that was a feeling I never expected another adult to tell me. I always wanted to be a teacher, you know, that was always my dream. And so it was definitely always my dream to make an impact on people. Like since I was young, I wanted to make a difference predominantly in like little Latinas, like girls growing up thinking that there's not a lot uh, out there for them to accomplish. That was always my dream, but I never expected to have that impact by leading by example. I always thought I would have that impact by molding them and encouraging them and pushing them in the right direction. Like that was always my dream. Like if I could be a teacher, I could hit kids. I wanted to be like a junior high teacher so I could get them at that time where they're going through it. They're the figuring out time, yeah. exactly where they're like, not sure who they are. They're, you know what I mean? Figuring out their friends and all that. And I wanted to be that, that voice of reason and be like, you got this, like, you know, you could do whatever you want. Um, but now I realize that the impact that I have as a business owner who's paving the way in different ways. It's like, I'm not just telling them. I'm not just giving them pep talks. I'm showing fucking showing you. you. Yeah, like, showing if I could do this, you could do this. Like, not to say the teachers don't have an impact. They totally do. Some some of the teachers that I had, I can honestly say saved my life, like at certain times in my life, because they believed in me in ways that I didn't feel maybe, at, you know, in different circumstances, maybe at home or wherever. I didn't really feel like people believed in me to the extent that some of my teachers did. So that's kind of what I wanted to repay, you know, the youth with. But to get that as an adult in my industry, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy for me when they first started telling me that I inspire them and our guys were messaging me thinking, telling me that they had been thinking about getting into doing lashes or doing nails or doing women's hair and like- And let's be real, Hakeem. 
you I, I did honestly to be honest i actually would always talk about having an impact and i would always be like man i don't give a fuck about no impact i just want them like he I told just, me the, i just want the money give me the you money. know those one times where like conversations just stick in your mind you know like maybe some bully from your childhood or something there was this one conversation where hakeem was like t- i was telling him you need to create more content you need to talk about it you need to this you need to do that like because i was growing my business was growing right there was a point where i was just on the up and up and up and up in my salon and Hakeem was doing good. Like, you know, like I said, he always did good. It's not like his barbershop was dying or anything, but it wasn't necessarily progressing. It was kind of just staying at the same steady, good level that it had always been, you know? And I was like, babe, like, you got to do this, you got to do that. And he would tell me, like, why? Like, why do I got to do all that for? Why do I got to work extra hard for the same amount of money? And I'm like, babe, it's not just about money. Like, I'm making a difference. And he's like, actually, not everybody cares about other people like you do and i remember looking at him different that day like damn you piece of shit, you're kind of ugly bro <laughs> like no, but honestly my thing is i hadn't really experienced anyone really telling me that I, yeah. i'm not saying i had an impact on people's lives but no the, you definitely have service yeah, yeah, providers yeah, yeah, always do you yes, always do you're like a therapist sure. but i'm for saying sure. but as far as for someone to reach out and tell you that you changed my you, life you're changing my life or whatever it's kind of like a crazy feeling it's it's honestly pretty addicting honestly mm-hmm. i would i will have to say that much like it's like a really crazy feeling where you just want to keep on helping or putting yourself out there because you don't know. Honestly, at this point, like like you said, it's a, it's a crazy era. We live, there's a lot of mental health crisis. Like you don't know what you're doing for some people. Like that's some, some people might be going through it and like, you might be the, the person pushing them through it. Like yeah, that's, that's deep, babe. Yeah. For reals. No, when we were at LashCon, um, someone came up to Val, our friend, she was at our booth hanging out with us and, this girl just like opened up to her and told her, you know, some really heavy stuff. Like, you know, and that just made me think about all the times that like Jacqueline Hill and, yeah, you know, people, people, you don't know them or, you right. Know, yeah. But, but they feel like they know you, like you're their best friend. You know what I mean? Like, especially, especially during COVID and all You're the stuff. one person that gets them. Exactly. Or, and I feel like for sure we've gotten people telling us that. Especially being a lash artist. Like you said, it's a lonely, it's a lonely world sometimes. Yeah. So when they find someone on social media that they just feel like they connect with and they just. And this applies to artists too. Like if you're an artist and you're not putting yourself out there and you're not showing like bits and pieces of your personality and you're not sharing, you don't have to tell people where your kids go to school. You don't have, you know, like I understand that you got to keep your family safe. That's number one. But like, if you're not sharing like some of the stuff that you're going through, again, you don't have to talk to the camera if you're not comfortable, but, but just showing some of your favorite restaurants or, you know, people will connect with you. And when they see that you shop local, like things like that, like, those are some of the things that got people to come to me was, you know, knowing how much I cared about supporting small businesses and female owned businesses and seeing the way that pretty much my whole fucking closet is all small business owned. Like that's like what I do boutiques or, or people who make t-shirts and my cups that I use. I mean, down to the makeup that I wear, like I've always been supporting and that's big. And I had a lot of people come to me and be like, you know what? I see you, I see you supporting. And like, I want to support you back. And not that that's why I was doing it. That's not why I was doing it, but why I keep my money. There's a reason I I really wanted to have our salon in South Oxnard. That's where I grew up. It's what some people call the ghetto part of town. But for me, it meant a lot to have my business inside the you know the very structure this building that inspired you know my dad to want to open a business one day and you know the the building i grew up past every day like i grew up my parents raised me to keep your money in your city because then that's how the potholes get fixed you know that your taxes go to your city don't take all your money out to la if you don't live in la you know because then the money 
the taxes go there and their potholes get fixed and yeah. there they get new lights they get you know what i mean all this stuff they get cops that are you know police officers and people who are or who are there to keep you safe like you don't have funding for that if you don't keep your money where you live so it's kind of like the same thing like my philosophy so when people know that about you you might be this person that people so deeply will connect with and if you're struggling to get clients it could simply be be because we live in an era where people want to be a part of something people we're not it's not 1980 anymore people just want to see a cool logo and see that you can afford to be on billboards you know people don't connect with that that's not relatable so if you can share whatever you're comfortable with you know bits and pieces yeah for sure people like you there's plenty of people that do good services they're paying for you that's i mean how difference. much money are you really trying to make like let's be be realistic here let's not be gluttonous for one fucking second like be real be fucking for real what what's gonna be a happy medium for whatever it is that you that that you want in life not every i mean like i said if you have like i know or, you want to be a millionaire and if that's something you are you know but, but be prepared to, for what that costs for 18 hour days you know what mm -hmm. i mean like it's no not, days off no vacations missing on fucking halt holy sacraments and shit like yeah i feel like a lot of people they think that because i went viral on tiktok that our business fucking oh yeah really started taking off and y'all think they, we don't know and and what you guys don't realize is like my tiktok is the probably the smallest piece of our business i wouldn't say the smallest but, piece okay i wouldn't but it's it's honestly like it's nothing compared to all the work that Ashley actually puts in like to the business like yeah. me making a couple funny it's videos one piece yeah, of the puzzle yeah it's it's not the fucking secret fuck the one thing that's gonna make you blow up overnight you know what you I mean? know how many people are doing really well selling supplies and they don't even have a tiktok you know what i mean yeah, like for sure or some people are gonna think it's the podcast that's what it is it's the podcast because they have this podcast guys no we only get about 200 um downloads per episode right now like we don't have the biggest podcast we don't have you know it's not what it's not what you guys might think. There's no secret. There's no one there's thing. There's no one thing. It's so much work that goes into everyone everything. Everyone thinks it's carbs. Carbs are the enemy and you lose weight. Like, no, you could eat too much fat too. You you know, it, or people think that um, in marriage, right? You know, what's the success to marriage? Oh, it's, um, it's marriage, right? People think to have a successful relationship, it's marriage, right? Or you got to have kids or you won't be fulfilled everybody just wants to put a magic pill yeah. on and and at the end of the day what that means is they're just trying to have a cop out they just want a reason an excuse for why they can't do it because they don't want a cop to the fact that that, that they didn't work hard enough yeah what did that guy in that video that on tiktok that we saw yeah it sucks that people are assholes and they might bully you and call you fat but you're probably but what if you're fat yeah. like then don't be fat like yeah. i mean i know we're not body shame here i'm we're fat we're, we're fat, fat over here hakeem and i are no you, you know we're no but, um but the whole bella the whole... hadid but yeah the point is just that it's a cold world out there it's a cold world and and you have to be honest with yourself you know what i mean i know it sucks sometimes when you want to think back like it sucks for me to think back i know and think Fuck, Hakeem, you you were fucking really lazy. Like you weren't fucking doing shit. Like I was getting. I mean, like I said, I was fucking going to work and getting my money, but I could have been working so much harder. Like at at uh, my barber shop and just being present and trying trying new stuff, not just fucking doing what the um the, owner, the owners before me were doing. Were doing to get there's their... a reason the owner before you needed so, to sell the barber shop. Yeah, there's a there's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason that a lot of the owners that I knew from the barbershops in general were selling their barbershops. Now the ones that were the generation before us, they were 
That that was like I should have. That should have been a sign. I should have saw a the red sign. Flag. Yeah, like if this is so golden, then you know what I mean. Why is everyone selling their barbershop right now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure, they knew some shit you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and they weren't trying to tell you because they were trying to cash out. And at the end of the day, that's that's what we're trying to show. Again, that's just a re another message of you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, I think we gave some really good gems. Like I said, um, Hakeem said finding a bigger purpose, you know, for, for what, for doing that hard thing, whatever it is, or for, you know, if you're comparing yourself, remember why you got into it in the first place. That's a, you know, that's a big one because at the end of the day, if you got into this, like me for my kids, guys, the reason why I've done some of the scary shit that I've done, like talk on stages, invest in coaching programs, invest in uh, being a sponsor for events. The reason I've done a lot of these things is a lot to do with my kids, like knowing that my kids deserve the best life possible that I can provide. And I'm never going to be able to give that to them by just being comfortable. And so even though I didn't want to talk to the camera, even though I want to vomit every time I'm about to talk on stage, I do it anyways, because I have a bigger reason. So if you, someone told me before uh, I took a coaching where the person said, it's not that you can't, it's that you don't want it bad enough. And it's a little bit dramatic. And I use this example a lot in my in my uh, trainings and stuff. And I tell people, you know, people say, oh, I'm not getting any bookings. No one wants to be my model. You don't want it bad enough. I'm sorry. I was doing work for free. And I know everyone can't do that. But how bad do you want it? Like, if, if you if someone told you that if you don't do one full set a day paid or not, if you don't do one full set a day for 30 days, your kids right, are, are going to die. Your mother's going to be kidnapped and you're never going to see her again. Your child is going to die. Your your you, you dog is going to lose a fucking limb. You got to be you got to be like a crackhead looking for that crack. You never heard a crackhead said, I'm not going to get no cracks today. Uh -uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's that what I'm rock. getting at. Like you're going to do whatever it takes. But we make excuses that what it, that's what it comes down to, you know, and I've learned to say that like, oh, apparently that's just not very important to me right now because I haven't been focusing on my diet. I haven't been you know, whatever. And I think that's like, that's a big one. Like I said, you know, I, you just realize what the end game is. And then another big one is having motivating peers or, you know, if you don't have anyone around you, cause I've, I know someone's going to want to say that they're gonna be like, well, actually, well, none of my friends are doing shit. None of this. Then hire someone. For you, sure. You got a coach sitting right here in front of you that we're talking to. Like I'm not, I, yes, I'm doing a sell a fucking shameless plug right now because at the end of the day, I know I can get you results. Like you go with someone that you feel comfortable with someone that you feel has accomplished maybe what you want or has helped other people achieve the results that you desire. Like, don't be afraid to invest. If you want to, this is something you have to remember. I know you've done really well getting to where you are today and maybe where you are today isn't, isn't so bad, but if you want to break through that roof and get to the next level, you will not get there doing what you've been doing. I dare you. If you're overweight and you need to lose weight, start running, running, let's run, run around, you know, your city, for an hour a day or whatever it is that you can do eventually you will plateau eventually you will no longer lose weight it probably pretty quick too eventually you're gonna have to throw some incline in that bitch eventually you're gonna have to throw some weight on that bitch eventually you're gonna have to start squatting you know what i mean you're gonna have to switch it up but if you don't know how if you don't know the formula for achieving what it is then that's where you it's hire like someone. it's like mindless working you're just working 20 hours a day and to stay where you are and again if you're happy where you are wonderful perfect. Great. Then shut the fuck up and stop comparing yourself, you know, yeah. but stop convincing yourself that you're not happy. If you have a banging salon and you've got three you girls working for you and they pay your rent and you even keep a little bit after that and all the money you make is all profit 
and you're buying in the bulk from brands so you're getting it at fucking wholesale as you like what are you complaining about why are you comparing yourself if you're happy you know what i mean yeah, be happy just live in the enjoy the moment we realize that that sometimes you do have it really good like yes. sometimes you do have it really good snaps for that one hawking snaps snaps I know, I know I have to do that to myself all the time. I got to remember, like, I'm lucky. I prayed for this, you know, I'm grateful. And I hopefully that, you know, some of those, those are some really good ones. Hakeem, you, you're doing a good job. Getting, I'm getting better. Guys. You're getting, getting better. better. You see, it just takes time. And, you and know, making yourself a little uncomfortable, but yeah. it gets, it does, I, it gets, it gets easier for me. I guess every time it gets a little bit easier. I can't sit here and say it's the easiest, but it's it's like i said I well said, especially today we looked at our numbers from spotify's analytics about like our podcast and how it's grown mind you majority of last year it was me but still like but i'm you know? but I'm, I'm hopping in here now yes guys. yes we're doing it together so you guys are not alone if you guys you know if you guys enjoyed this you got value please let us know in the reviews down below we'd really really appreciate it we're really enjoying you know getting more active here. Um, Hakeem has this goal of doing two podcasts a week. So we're going to so try. We're working on it. We're, we're, we're working we're on working it. hard on it. Yeah, we'll probably try to do a mix. Like every week we'll do like a business-based one and then maybe just like a, you know, hanging out one, just talking Q&A type style. So if you guys have questions you want us to answer, make sure that you slide up into the reviews and let us know. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This one was really fun. I really enjoyed this. I hope that it helped. Yeah, thank you guys. See you guys soon.